Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Yes, partners, it's time to settle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Two Slim, the man of many hats, what they call the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're going to ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're going to hoot and holler and holler at the moon. Every buckle red and buckle root. There's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now, with the 1,992nd performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. And thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. It's glad to be, we're glad to be back again here at the beautiful James Knox Polk Auditorium at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center, where the studio audience here is full of side meats, cake, and cake, and, uh, well, what he fixed to drink. Well, Sam. I think he had some punch out there, Ranger Doug. I understand it, it floated a few horseshoes, and it was uh -huh. a, a thrill that the folks actually drank. Ready it. to drink, because this is our anniversary show. One year's worth of Riders Radio Theater. We'll get right to it. Two Slims over here. I'm Ranger Doug. Woody Paul is the king of the cowboy fiddlers. Joey is the cow polka king. And we say, let's start with So Long to the Red River Valley. So long to the Red River Valley. My roping and wrangling is free. And so farewell to the home Colorado and all the old friends that I knew. Goodbye to the old empty bunkhouse where I dream the hours away. Send my mail to the end of the trail so long to the Red River Pack up my clothes and lighten my heart with a song. For where I'll be traveling, nobody knows. I'll have to be moving along. So long to the Red River Valley, my roping and wrangling is through. And so farewell to the home Colorado and all the old friends that I knew. Goodbye to the old empty bunkhouse where I dreamed the hours away. Send my mail to the end of the trail so long to the Red River
Riders Radio Theater will return, but first please stand by for this once-in-a-lifetime offer from our longtime sponsor, Campfire Light Music. Neighbors, Campfire Light Music's the best music in America. I love it so much, I bought the company. I'm H.H. Hammerhead Stilson, and I'm having the greatest eight-track sale in the history of the world. How would you like to have the complete eight-track collection of the Queen Elizabeth Trio? Or the all-time seduction classic, Perfume, Passion, and Balka. Or our all-time top-selling timber topping collection, All of the Wild. And I'm calling you. Friends, all these wonderful 8-track collections normally sell for $9.99 a piece, but for a limited time only, I'm having my first annual push, pull, or drag trade-in, plus $9.99 sale. Now, what that means is that I'll trade great 8-track music for anything you can push, pull, or haul down to our warehouse on Peterbilt Drive. That's right, we'll throw it on our scales and give you its weight in 8-tracks for only $9.99. <laughs> Friends, this is a great opportunity for you to do some real horse trading. Yeah, hey there. You trade for a D10 Caterpillar, bud. Bring it down, Hawes. If you got $9.99 to go with it, you got a deal. I heard that. <laughs> We're off to a good start. No, friends, that little trade didn't clean me out. Why, it didn't even dent my inventory. Neighbors, this is a chance of a lifetime to get rid of some of all your household dead weight. Take a good hard look around. Is there somebody who's not contributing to the family finances? What about that teenage boy? Instead of 173 pounds of heartache, sleepless nights, and wisecracks, you could be listening to 173 pounds of great eight-track music. If you don't have a teenager, look around and find something else. These folks did. Sugar babe, what's the trouble with old Rover over there, honey? I don't know, honey pot. He ain't moved in a week. I think he's dead. Dead? Well, that's one. Now, whatever we're going to do with a dead dog. They brought him down and traded him for eight tracks. That's what they did. Now, look, folks, I know there's a lot of you ladies out there who are involved with shiftless skunks. Time for you to face the facts that he ain't never gonna marry you. And even if he does, you'll probably wind up supporting him for the rest of your natural life. My advice to you is fatten him up for a day or two and bring him on now. <laughs> Trade him for a couple of hundred pounds of dependable eight track. We'll take him. We'll take anything you can push, pull, or drag down here. So what are you waiting for? Bring something down here and let's do some trading pronto. The Campfire Light Music 8-Track Warehouse is located on Peterbilt Drive in Spud Rapids, Idaho. Take Interstate 84 to exit 999. <laughs> and now back to Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it's guest time on Riders Radio Theater. Too slim? Right. Yes, Ranger Doug. It's my part of the show. Generally, yes. Yes, I have, and uh, I want to introduce our, our special guest for tonight. He's uh, from uh, all the way from Texas. He's got an album out now on, on RCA, uh, RCA Victor Records, the one with the little doggy that, that looks so interested in what's coming out of the speaker there. And uh, we're proud to have him here. He, he had a career as a, as a pop writer and singer of pop songs, and now he's, he's plying the, the country vineyards. Ladies and gentlemen, J.C. Crowley. Yeah. Here he comes. Welcome to Riders Radio Theater, JC. Glad to have Good you to here. Good to be here. Well, what'd you bring for us? A good Western song? Yeah, I got a pretty little song. It's called Beyond the Great Divide. 
and it's in the dreaded key of G. Aha, the Ooh. people's key. Okay. Whoop. Panic. We don't need him. Go ahead. <laughs> see, see, one thing you'll find out about here, it'd be the easy way to stop tape and try and fix everything and make it perfect, but it small wouldn't be the, the cowboy way. Rock on with it there, Yeah, just son. a minor detail, the, the lyrics. No, it goes, it goes like this. There'll be greener pastures Cross that
Thank you, J.C. Crowley. Thanks, J.C. Thanks, man. Don't go away. You'll be right back. Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WPLN Productions. This program is being taped live at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> and now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 13, the concluding chapter of the exciting Western melodrama, Curse of the Lost Goldster. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, a great deal has happened in our preceding chapters. It all began when Slocum won a crooked election for mayor of Tumbleweed City. He then stole the lost Goldsker from a time biscuit baked 125 years ago by Side Meat's great-grandfather. USDA Meat. <laughs> he then filed Form GA-999 with the federal government requesting diplomatic recognition for the new country of Slotsville. In support of his requ request, he claimed that Tumbleweed Valley had seceded from the Union back in 1858 and never been readmitted. So it's an independent country, and I'm the boss, Then see? in our last episode, <laughs> Woody Paul devised a system to beat Slocum's crooked roulette wheel, and the riders quickly broke the casino bank. Slocum then challenged Ranger Doug to a game of five-card showdown. For the money, the valley, and the lost goals. Ranger Doug accepted the challenge, and the game was played on the penthouse deck of the Golden Calf Casino at sundown. Slocum insisted on dealing, and after four cards, he had four aces, and Ranger Doug had the ten-jack queen king of spades, a possible royal flush. As his fifth card was dealt, a sudden gust of wind whipped it up and over the edge of the 30-story building. Gee, too bad. House rules say a card loss can't be replaced. I wonder what it was. I know what it was, Slocum. With that said, Ranger Doug jumped up from the table, ran to the edge of the building, and leaped off feet first. Ranger Doug! Oh, no, is this the end of Ranger Doug? Time to find out, Too Slim, and time to find out all the secrets of the Curse of the Lost Goldscrew as we present the final episode entitled, Pick Me Up on Your Way Down. As Ranger Doug plummets towards Earth, he passes the playing card floating in the vicinity of the 28th floor and grabs it as he flies by. Gotcha! Then, as he had mentally calculated he would do before he jumped, his boots landed on a flagpole just above the 26th floor. The high-grade flexible steel gave, but did not break. And as it rebounded, it flipped him right back where he came from. Yes, the odds against something like this happening are exactly 60 septimajillion to one, but when you live your life the cowboy way, those aren't bad odds. <laughs> a fraction of a second later, the idol of American loot youth landed nimbly on his feet, not three inches from where he'd gone airborne only a few scant seconds before. What the? Ranger Doug! Him again. Oh. Slocum, I think we have a game to finish. Here's my fifth card. <gasps> It's the nine of spades. Ranger Doug has a straight flush, the best hand possible in poker. Wait a minute, I still get a card and it's, ha, another ace. That gives me five. <laughs> I win, right, Charlie? Right, Slocum. <laughs> hey, hold it, Slocum. There aren't five aces in a deck. You cheated. Uh, excuse me, but according to the house rules of this establishment, the dealer's entitled to a fifth ace. What? So I'm the dealer, so you lose. <laughs> You lose the money, the valley, and the lost goals. Come on. They're all mine. Ah, <laughs> eh? come in. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Which one of you gentlemen is A. Swinburne Slocum? Ah, uh, well, he's, uh... He's, he's Slocum over there. Mr. Slocum, 
How do you do? I'm Special Agent Junior Zimbalist with the FBI, and I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. Yeah, what do you mean? Your request for diplomatic recognition for the country of Slutsville has been denied. What? This means war! I'm afraid not, Mr. Slocum. In processing your form, we discovered a long-lost letter from a Mr. USDA Meat, mayor of Tumbleweed City in 1858. Great-granddaddy Meat! This letter explains how his signature was forged by a certain Mr. A. Swinburne Slocum I. My great-great-grandfather. I wouldn't be surprised. Apparently, Mr. Slocum, the elder, forged Mayor USDA Meach's name on a document of secession back in 1858. When he learned what had happened, USDA Meach petitioned for Tumbleweed Valley's readmission to the Union on the grounds that it had never legally left. If you think that's complicated, wait till you hear the rest of the story. The petition didn't reach the president's desk until several years later, and then Lincoln was president. Somehow it fell through the cracks and was never acted upon. My point exactly. That means this valley's an independent country, and I can prove it because I have the Declaration of Secession right here on the back of the lost gold scrap. Not so fast, Mr. Slocum. We made a copy of that document when you brought it to Washington, and our handwriting experts have determined the signature on the bottom of it is, as Mr. USDA Meat said over 100 years ago, a forgery. <gasps> So Tumbleweed Valley is, and always was, a part of the Union. Oh, yippee! The meat name is cleared, restored to its pristine glory. <laughs> yes, old-timer, and that's not all. Oh, We're impounding all your assets, Slocum, and here's a subpoena for you, ordering you to appear before a grand jury in Washington, D.C. You're charged with treason, fraud, breach of trust, and failing to register as an agent of a would-be foreign government. What? Come on, those are just misdemeanors. Sorry, Mr. Slocum, these aren't the Reagan years. Also, Secretary Kemp... <laughs> Secretary Kemp canceled your HUD loan, too. You'll never get away with this. I'll get lawyers. I'll sue. I'll hire James Watt. I'll see you out. I'll... I'll... <laughs> well, <laughs> no sense crying over spilt milk. <laughs> I guess I have to get right on to Washington and deal with this. <laughs> Listen, I'll concede the card game to you cowboys. <laughs> Everything on the table's worthless anyway. <laughs> it always was worthless, Slocum. Come on, Charlie. Let's go to Washington. <laughs> hey, boss. Gosh, Mr. Slocum goes to Washington. It's a, a dang good place for him. If you Say, I notice it's getting dark outside. I wonder if... Since I'm losing everything here, if I could ask you one last favor. And what's that, Slocum? Could I turn the big Welcome to Slot City neon sign on one more time? Just till I ride out of town? Well, I, I suppose so. Oh, thanks, cowboy. Maybe you're not such a bad guy after all. Charlie, while I pack up a few personal things here, could you go down to the basement and throw the switches? Yeah. Sure, boss. There's two of them. Be sure you hit both of them. They're marked Neon Nightmare. After you do that, meet me out front with the horses. Right. <laughs> Moments later, Slocum and Charlie mount up and ride out under the garish light of the Neon Nightmare he created and lost. Meanwhile, back in the penthouse, FBI agent, FBI agent Junior Zimbalist goes about the business of shutting down Slocum's illicit empire. I wonder if you gentlemen could stay right here for a few moments and keep an eye on things while I go downstairs and see to the padlocking of this place. We'd be glad to, Mr. Zimbalist. Thank you. It won't take me long. Okay. Gosh, boys, there it is. After 13 long episodes, the lost gold scrap. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can finally find out what it is. Good idea, Woody. Let's take a look at it. Hmm, let's see. It's a thick rectangular board about... Hmm, 9 by 18, made of birch? Interesting. Hey, what's that chicken scratching say on the back of her there? Well, let's see, Sidemeat. It says, 
We the people of Tumbleweed Valley, hoping to form a more better way to get wildly rich, to hereby secede from the unions, sincerely, USDA meet mayor of Tumbleweed City. Oh, Slocum's great-great-granddaddy was as big a snake as he is. The nerve of him forging USDA meets good name to that hogwash. Why, I'd... Well, well, I tell you, I still don't understand why it's called the Lost Gold. Neither do I, Woody. Hold on. Wait, there's a little catch here. Hey, this isn't a board at all. It's a box. Oh, we'll open her up and see what's inside. All right, let's see. Um, yeah, that did it. <gasps> what's in there? Let's... Look at this. It's full of little gold nuggets. Wow. Check them out, Woody, and make sure they're real. Wow, look at the top of the box. is written G-O-L-D-S-C-R. Oh, the rest of the word's smudged and faded. I can't make it out. Well, these little nuggets are real, all right, boys. And look, they're flat on one side, and they got a single little letter scratched on them. Yeah. Hmm. This one has an A. And, oh, ha, here's an E. Lots of S's, E's, and, and a Q. Huh. What does all this mean? <laughs> Gosh, here's something interesting, fellas. The inside of the box is marked off into little squares. Some of them are marked double, some of them triple, and gosh, there's a star in the center of it. Look, look here, there's a note or something wedged into the corner. Maybe this will shed some light on it. Oh, what to say, what to say, Says, uh, let's see, this box and everything in it are the property of USDA meat. I invented this game for all of us miners to play after a hard day in the gold fields. And then it says, official rules for gold scrabble. <gasps> Gold Scrabble? You mean we've gone through 13 episodes of Killer Bees, Engines of Destruction, Barn Burnings, Flaming Comets, and Mayhem for this one joke? Texas Bix, can this be true? It certainly can, Too Slim, and it's not over yet. <laughs> not over yet? What's it gonna be? A dam bursting? A nuclear reactor exploding? Texas Easy, Bix, Slim. Easy, relax. We have to go away for another plot development right now. I'll get back to you. You'll get back to me. I'm telling you, this is. We not leave the... this ranting and raving now to go many miles away where the rising moon silhouettes two familiar denizens of the dark side as they journey westward. Uh, boss, did you hear Texas Bex? He, he said we're going westward and Washington, D.C. is east. <laughs> it is, Charlie. That's why we're heading west. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you gave up awful easy back there. <laughs> Charlie in the bad guy business, you win some and you lose some. And if you're gonna survive, you gotta know when to make your getaway. That's the secret of a good villain, Charlie, because you know, the plot demands an evil man. Yeah, to prove the good are good, someone's got to put them through it. Shakespeare in his glory, put good villains in his story. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Right. By the way, Charlie, you did hit both of the neon nightmare switches, didn't you? Of course, Slocum. <laughs> Good. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Well, one of those switches went to the light, all right. But the other one activated a timer wired to a thousand tons of dynamite. Pretty funny, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it, boss. Say, what's, what's in it for you? That'll take care of any evidence I might have overlooked, and mostly I just thought it'd be nice to leave a little gratuitous violence behind. That's all. I understand the violence, boss, but, but what does gratuitous mean? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Charlie, although the violence is gratuitous, the plot is so circuitous you got to come to your conclusion with a bang. <laughs> Keep the action furious, the audience stays curious. And really, it don't matter by how thin a thread you hang. Because the plot demands, 
Meanwhile, back in the penthouse of the former Golden Calf Casino, Slim has calmed down and the riders are engaged in a spirited game of gold scrabble. Is, is A a word? I mean, just A. It, it is, isn't it? So I'll play the gold A here. <gasps> it also makes an. So I get three points and it's your turn, Ranger Duck. Okay, uh, let's see. I can take this word rat that side meat spelled here. I can, I can use all the my remaining seven letters and spell G-R-A-T-U-I-T-O-U-S. That crosses two triples and get 50 for using all my, that's 317 for me. Gratuitous? Uh-huh. What yeah. does that mean? Well, it means uncalled for by the circumstances, unwarranted, uh, thrown in for no good reason. Huh. You, oh, you mean like senseless violence in a corny melodrama. Exactly, Slim. Huh. Is this how it ends with a bang, not a whimper? Will our dauntless heroes return and ride the airways for another season of high yodeling adventure? Will a corporate good guy be found to underwrite Writers Radio Theater and save the day? What? We have to deal with that, too! I'm afraid so, too, Slim. It's not the easy way, but... It's, it's the, the Cowboy way. way! To find the answers to these and many more questions, tune in same time next week to this Theater of the Mind. <laughs> and now, here again, Riders in the Sky, Joey the Capoca King and J.C. Crowley. J.C., we got about a minute and a half left. Can you guide us on out of here, Saddle Pal? All right. Yeah, good cowboy song. Take us on home. fences under the sky and the horses have never been broken by man the light falls easy and the water is sweet and the heavens are close in that wide western land and this place reminds me of you this place I will always come back to This place reminds me of you Into the universe I went out walking Cause I thought I heard you calling my name Close to the spirit that moves us forward where truth and beauty are one in the same this place reminds me of you this place i will always come back to this place reminds me of you Though you've left this world behind Still you're always on my mind 
This place reminds me of you This place I will always come back to This place reminds me of you This place reminds me of you So long, Saddle Pal. See you next week on Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> <laughs>